Howdy, folks. Welcome to a world of fantasy with seven magical lands of timeless fun. The Magic Kingdom, where happily ever afters happen every day. Wait a minute. I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? Karebuni. I am Warden Wilson Mutua, and I am happy to welcome you to Harambe Wildlife Reserve. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we'd love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort and we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks that we know and love today. My name is Dewey and I'm one of the hosts of the show. And this is episode number 31 of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Thanks for being here with us. Stick around towards the end of the show for more information on how you can contact us and become involved in the show through social media groups and maybe even be a contributor to future shows. With me today are my podcast travel buddies. My buddy Ron from Cleveland, Tennessee. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing great. Sorry you guys missed me on the last episode. It was beyond my control. We missed you. It was not the same. It was not the same. That's good to know. Yeah, totally. I, w- I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't no, lie. no. I... And coming to us from the Big Apple, my buddy, Tony G. What's going on, Tony? Hey, guys. Welcome back to another fun-filled show. Well... I, I certainly hope that's right. You say fun filled. That's we don't have a guarantee. There's not like a money back guarantee or anything. It, um, it's built on hope. Uh, <laughs> say, hey, Ron, yeah. 42 seconds into the show and we're already talking about Star Wars. <laughs> of course you are. The show could should be renamed Star Wars. Well, we've already got a logo Star now. Star Wars. We've already got a logo. We don't want to like rename the show or anything. That'd be too much work. We'll just we'll just focus on Star Wars. Some it is Maybe. convenient for the both of you that Disney bought Star Wars. That's for sure. Well, that's part. You know, uh, you know, you weren't here last week. That's um, <laughs> we believe we it or not. About that. We did. Yeah, that's right. We did touch on that a bit uh, on last week's show. So. Uh, we do talk about Star Wars from time to time. All right. So, but this is a Disney World centered podcast. So, you we're know who we don't talk enough about? What we do, something we don't talk enough about? What do we yeah. not talk enough about? This all started with a mouse, and we never talk about Mickey Mouse. Well, hey, you're one of the show writers. You want to do a Mickey Mouse show? Do a Mickey Mouse show, man. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Here, let me put it on my to-do list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, Tony promises a fun-filled episode. So let's don't let the listeners down, fellas. 
So I we I can pretty much guarantee that it's going to be fun filled. Yeah, I don't know what that guarantee looks like, but I. Yeah, well, you wrote the episode, so you know you should be its biggest advocate here. So I certainly hope. Uh, when you and I logged in earlier this morning, you said it's going to be good, and I was like, "Well, good," because I'd be worried if you were like, eh, "It's going to be all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to talk about Disney and not though recently with stuff, but it's hard to talk about. Disney parks and and what's going on in the parks without a smile coming to your face. Well, Ron, that's why we are the name of the show is WDW Reflections because you know no offense Disney, but honestly, your best stuff is in the past. That's you know that's just my humble opinion. But you so, got to put your past behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're officially off the rails. <laughs> holy smokes all right so let's let's see if we can get this thing back on track i'm going to toss it over to my buddy ron who has written this week's episode so fellas you guys ready to reflect on this week's wdw reflections podcast Go. all right i think ron's ready all right buddy hey ron it's all yours man you awesome. are in control take it over so uh you know, um, as we know, we love talking Disney and, and talking uh, about what makes us smile so much about Disney. And as I was preparing for the show and deciding what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking, what's that one thing that just makes Disney exceptionally special to me? What, what draws me back to the parks so much? And, and of course, there's numerous things and so most of you can be putting you're putting lists together right now in your heads of what draws you back to a Disney park but what I've realized is that while many amusement parks will offer fireworks from time to time or maybe they even do it on a nightly basis no one does a nighttime spectacular like Disney and there's no question that even from my first visit back in 1976, we stayed until the end of the fireworks, even though um, my dad was really ready to get out of there. And so the minute the last firework went, it may have even been before the last firework, we were trying to get to the front of the line to get out of that park. So that that's... Dad's like, this is the finale, kids. Start walking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, I don't know what the race is. I, I, I mean, you're not going to get out of there fast. So we find ourselves hanging out around and just enjoying the ambience and, and letting everybody else have that rush because there's no rushing to it other than rushing to get in one line to get in another line. So anyway, um, that's, that's not what the fun part of this <laughs> nighttime spectaculars are. Um, though I do think there's something to be said that if you've not hung around and waited for people to clear the park, it's, it's, it's a special time. I get that if you have kids, it's a really tiring time as well. And so, um, 
But that being said, no one does nine times spectaculars like Disney. And so I thought with Magic Kingdom being my favorite park, that we would do the history of where this all started for the Magic Kingdom. And it all started, of course, back in Disneyland. And they began doing fireworks on a nightly basis in 1956. Um, I, when I read that, I was like, wow, what, wouldn't it be fun to find a video of that first show that Disneyland did? Because until the 1960s, mid-1960s, all the fireworks were lit by hand. So you know that show had to look a lot like a small town 4th of July fireworks show where one goes up and then you wait several seconds or minute <laughs> for the next firework and and though disney being disney i'm sure it was still the best of that time or that era uh it would be fun to see what it truly looked like so you and ron i think that's a cool you know i i, I like what you're saying there because lit by hand what that means is is if you saw it twice it was a different show you know, right. they were going to try their best to get it timed and all that stuff, but it wouldn't be, you know, right. it was manually done. So, you know, today everything's computers and it's, you know, you know, they flash to the music. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. So that so was the first show they I couldn't find. I tried to find if they played music or if it was truly just a fireworks show. And I couldn't find anything about that very first show that went at, at from 1956. Right. But then in um, we'll get to that, but so. No, I take that back. We'll get to it right now. In 1961 <laughs> Tinkerbell started flying over California, oh, from the Matterhorn over the castle. Um, and so that was, there was music in that show. And so the, the shows that we're going to be talking about, even though their tenure is long, their, the exactness of the show uh, changed over time. So that tradition of fireworks for Disney World started in Disneyland in 1956. And then the first in that show was named Fireworks Spectacular. That same show was brought to Florida in 1971 with the opening of Walt Disney World and continuing that tradition of closing the park each night. However, the show that came to Walt Disney World was much more hefty than the version that was being played at Disneyland. I couldn't find what that meant other than that there was additional songs and it ran longer and a larger budget. So it meant more fireworks, more music, and lengthier. The original was five minutes, and I think 
um, the one that came, I, I really don't know how long, I just know that it was longer um, at Disney World. Interesting fact is that what had become a tradition at Disneyland did not become a tradition in Disney World. What do you think that missing part of the fireworks was at Disney World that had made its debut in Disneyland? I don't know. So I'm just going to guess maybe Tinkerbell flying. Tinkerbell flying was not originally at Walt Disney World. And the reason that it was added is because of customer service of Disney continuously got complaints that they were expecting to see Tinkerbell. And so when the guest made the complaint, they added Tinkerbell, but not until, does anyone want to take a guess when they added Tinkerbell? Um, go ahead, go ahead, Tony. I'm just going to throw a guess out there. I'm throwing a guess out too, but I think it was really, really late. Like probably not until maybe the past 20 years or so. I was going to say the nineties, but I don't really have any idea. I was just guessing. No, that's it's you guys aren't terribly far off. It was a little bit earlier than that, but in 1985 is when they finally brought Tinkerbell to Walt Disney world. And it happened on a special um, July 4th rendition of the show. So, so the park opened in 71. So yeah. 15, took 15 years for Tinkerbell to, to fly from California to Florida, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> because I you would think that with the attraction of that and everybody enjoying it, that they would have made that transition into Walt Disney World. But um, obviously they want to keep some things to draw people to the different parks so they don't add everything. Um, I was wondering first if it was some kind of safety issue, especially with the winds that you get in Florida in comparison to the winds that you'd get in California. And you'd have to have a performer who was willing enough to be that nuts to want to go on a, on that wire and, and swing across. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you're bringing up really good points. And they nobody said that it was due to um, risk or weather conditions, though the... And we'll get to some fun facts about Tink's flight, so I won't kill that here. But um, they also had not planned to have Tink fly every night. The plan was to make that a special event. And when she wasn't flying at times, obviously people would rush customer service. So now she is a nightly event at Walt Disney World. But you know what? So that makes sense why I, I didn't really think about um, Tinkerbell not being there. You, because my first trip was in 1985. Oh, so well, there you go. Tinkerbell has always been there as far as, you know, from my perspective. Because so, my first trip was 85. She debuted in 85. So I've never not seen Tinkerbell. So Here's an interesting fact sense. for you. When I went in 2003... And obviously Tinkerbell was flying. I did not see Tinkerbell fly. And so when somebody said, did you, what about some on the boards or something, they mentioned Tinkerbell flying. I'm like, 
where do you see that? And they're like, what do you mean? Where do you see that? <laughs> I didn't I mean, see it either. Cause it's I was not a long flight. And so if you no. look away, you, you pretty much miss it, especially if you don't know where to be looking to. Or even if you know that that's going to happen, I don't think that's why I thought it was later also, because I didn't know that that happened. I, I think I would turn around to look and see how the fireworks look down Main Street, probably at that point. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to I, I'm, I haven't read your script, so I'm, I hope I'm not revealing anything about what you're going to talk about. But it's not like it's at the same Tinkerbell doesn't fly at the same point in every show. Oh, really? So, so you know, her big reveal is at a different place in wishes than it was in happily ever after or so on and so forth. So, um, you know, you certainly, if you'd never seen the show before, you definitely didn't know, you know where to look for her, when, when she was coming or anything. It was always at a different point in the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got some interesting facts and I think I'm going to, since we're talking about it, let's just go through, some of them. Um, so to your point, Tony, it's not an actor with a faint of heart that wants to take on this role. And not only that, you have to be a certain build and weight to even be allowed to take on this role because of the need to be able to be able to be suspended on that, on that um, zip line but then also to be enough weight to to make to, to make it to the opposite end. <laughs> we don't want Tinkerbell to get stuck in the middle. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, uh, mommy! Hey, mommy! Look, Tinkerbell's hovering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how how high do you think um, Tinkerbell is when she first starts her flight? Well, I know Cinderella's castle is what 189 feet tall, I think. So my guess is probably somewhere like 170 feet or something like that, roughly. You know way too much about Disney. <laughs> I, look, I uh, would have never known that the castle was 189 <laughs> feet tall. I how do you know that? I'm an idiot. I don't know. Um, well, the reason I know that is because. The FAA requires a flashing red light for anything 200 feet and above. Okay, so, at least this makes sense why you know this. Yes. So the ev basically everything at Disney World is 199 feet or smaller. Um, so I just know that um, Spaceship Earth is under 200. Uh, uh, Tower of Terror is 199 feet because they didn't want to have a flashing red light. So I, I just, I don't know. I read it. No, somewhere. that makes sense. I, that makes sense. At least there's a reason why you know that. I just was like, how? Where did that come from? But Look, anyway, the the wire is at the tallest peak. Uh, starts at the tallest peak of the castle, which is 189 feet. So she's not far below that. And it she flies from the castle to a rooftop in Tomorrowland. Here's what blew me away. She travels between 25 and 30 miles an hour on that wire. That's pretty dude, that's gotta be a fun ride, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it has to be the most thrilling ride 
in Walt Disney World. Have Have either of you ever been uh, zip lining? I have. It, I mean, it's super fun. I've never done it over the Magic Kingdom with fireworks behind, <laughs> right? <me. laughs> Which is probably adds to the excitement level. But zip lining is a fun thing to do. It is I, fun. I it's a little. I. I mean, because she's up there doing motions and stuff while she's got not, a little wand. She's not like stuff. hanging on here and just zipping. So um, it's it's an interesting and but so from point A to point B is only about thirty seconds. So that's how you can miss seeing the flight of of Tinkerbell. I mean, if you look away to take care of your child, she's gone. And so, you can only see her if you're on Main Street. You know, I've I've watched the fireworks from basically every point in the park. You know, if you're in uh, Fantasyland, you don't see it. If you're in Adventureland, you don't see it. You have to be basically right on Main Street facing sure. the castle in order to get that. That's an error. So I've never watched the fireworks other than um, at the castle because I think the castle in the forefront with the fireworks behind is just an incredible view of fireworks. So do you get the music? Do they play that throughout the parks? Yes. They pipe the music um, all around. Um, I remember most recently what the, the last time we watched a show and this was still happily ever after we were in new fantasy land. So back there by the double dumbos and all that stuff, we were just around that area. I don't remember what we were doing. Uh, we were just around that area and um, it was right around fireworks time and it was pretty crowded. So we didn't want to go, we didn't want to fight the crowds and stuff. And uh, Hey, by the way, Ron, uh, you're going to love this. I go a lot. Yeah. So, so you don't need, exactly. So, uh, you know, it was, I've already probably already seen the show that week or whatever. So and we were like, yeah, let's just sit here on this brick wall. So we sat on the brick wall and uh, the fireworks were to our left because we were to the right of the castle, I guess. And um, uh, the music played and uh, I, I took some really cool pictures of like some selfies or whatever of uh, the four of us, my family with the fireworks behind us and everything. Uh, and we just had fun. It was there was nobody else around us. It was just the four of us. and then. Uh, I think my father-in-law was there with us and my mother-in-law, but uh, it was pretty chill. We, we still heard the music. We still saw the fireworks, uh, but we were all alone. There was, you know. Yeah, that's, that is kind of interesting. That's kind of magical when it, itself. Yeah, it was cool. uh, I said that we had never watched them prior to or other than in front of the castle, but I kind of total fib there because when we were in either, we were either at, the Halloween Mickey's spook, not so scary Halloween party, or we were at the princess pirate party and we were back on goofy's barn rider. Mm-hmm. It had to be princess and the pirates because nobody was there for that. <laughs> and so the girls really loved goofy's barn buster. And so we had planned to get to the um, fireworks, but we didn't make it. Why? What did I say it wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. Within no, a span, with a span of 15 seconds, you said 
the name of the ride twice and it was different both times and yeah. also <laughs> wrong <laughs> both times. <laughs> what is it goofy i i know it's a barn and uh, he storms it <laughs> oh my gosh it's funny so the <laughs> Oh, Ron, I love you, dude. Um, so the, the name of the I'm ride I'm not is, the expert on this show, obviously. <laughs> so you said Barn Rider <laughs> and you said Barn Buster. <laughs> the, the, the actual name is Barn Stormer. There you go. So I got it at the end of the day. I got it. You oh, got to give me credit. You got Goofy and you got Barn. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that just, I'm giggling over here, man. That just freaking, oh my gosh, that made me laugh. So I'm sorry to interrupt. You're doing a great job. Please tell me to be quiet and you keep going about it. No, no, fireworks. it's awesome. But so we did see the fireworks, but we really didn't watch them because they wanted to be on Goofy's roller coaster. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> well, there's lots of different spots you can you can get away from the crowd and and watch them. I, I know I I used to watch them from where Peter Pan is, and oh. uh, and or from Fantasyland. So many different spots, and like you said, it was empty there, so that made it even better. Absolutely. Um. The only thing, and I'm sure you guys know this, the only thing that keeps Tink from flying is inclement weather. Um, they won't take any risk with that. The I think we may have already talked about this, but not anyone can play Tink. They have to be just the right size and the right weight for the zip line. And the, this was interesting to me. Um, my understanding is that the actor is paid not is paid top dollar and gets hazard pay and only works that 30 seconds and gets paid for eight hours that's what i was trying to figure out because i was wondering whether it was the same um cast member that was uh tinkerbell during the day so that's that i'm no, sure they're saving not, that not yeah. to ruin any magic for any kids or right <laughs> no, Tinker, tinkerbell plays tinkerbell let's put right. it that way. yeah well look uh, i'm I'm thinking about putting in an application for the for Tinkerbell position, but I'm going to guess I'm a little too hefty for uh, for that position. I think you're probably also a little tall. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for making that the point, Ron. <laughs> not the not the heft. It's my length. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's both. I was trying to say you're you're just too big all the way around. I am, especially my big brain. Oh, is that what I thought it was just? full of air but well, <laughs> no comment yeah and is uh, she, anyway is she here's another really interesting fact um they don't have to this position is not often often posted because one of the actors played and did not that played tink did not retire until she was 72 wow. what yeah, in that Holy that smokes. in that right, I was, and then to your um, knowledge of all things Disney, do you're correct that Tink does not fly in the exact same spot on every show. 
Um, at the beginning of the show is when where she flew for uh, fireworks, spectacular, fantasy in the skies, and wishes. That changed with happily ever after, and Tink moved toward the end of the show in happily ever after. So, um, and then we'll get into some more history and where you may see Tink fly in different places um, also. So Fireworks Spectacular, which is the first one, ran at Walt Disney World um, from 1971 until 1991. Um, again, they made modifications at times, but nothing really noteworthy other than I'm sure they may change the song around, added some fireworks as technology got better. I know in the 1960s is when it became a push button system to launch fireworks. And as you as you pointed out, Dewey, they've changed now, of course, to computer generated cues and, and alignment and all that. So, but so fireworks spectacular, they did not. So what I did read is that they had not um, synced music prior to 1961 when they switched to the push button, because then they could actually launch on command. And so they were able to launch. But to your point, it was still um, human. So there's likely delays and mistakes with the launch. Which has its own certain kind of charm to it, I think. Sure. Absolutely. I think that would probably be neat, but, you know, I'm old school. So Fireworks Spectacular was not replaced until 1991 with Fantasy in the Sky. This show ran for about five minutes as well. It featured classic Disney songs like Zippity Doodah, A Dream is a Wish You Hear, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, and Mickey Mouse March. It included a tribute to America at the end. Fantasy in the Sky ran with the same music from 1991 until 1999. I remember that one. That one's probably uh, the one I remember the most. I, I don't know that I remember the, the, the first one you said that ran uh, from, from, you know, whatever. The one before that, the Farber yeah. Spectacular. I don't know that I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I remember that one, but I definitely remember Fantasy in the Sky. Yeah. And I know that's the period that I visited the most, so definitely I saw that one the most, too. So the their only exception with the music from 1991 to 1999 was in 1996 when they opened the show with Wish When You Wish Upon a Star and ended with Remember the Magic for... Uh, the end, and that was to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Disney. And I certainly remember that. I remember yeah. the song, you know, it's time to remember. Yep. I remember that whole song. You'd always leave choked up from that one. I oh, think. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In 1999, they changed the music score for the show that included music from around the park and Disney feature shows during that time of Aladdin and the Little Mermaid. That, um, so 
Fantasy in the Sky ran from 1991 until 2003, with the except in in with the noted music change in 1999. Exceptions to the close date of 2003, it went on to become part of Magic Kingdom's New Year celebrations, held on December 30th and 31st. It also reappeared as part of the Independence Day fireworks held on July 3rd and 4th for several years. And there was even a special Halloween version on October 31st of 2004. So that kind of explains why you can see Tink fly at different times and think, no, she didn't fly at the same time on all those shows is because they sometimes bring in with subtle changes and modifications of old fireworks shows to celebrate different holidays and things. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't get every date that where they do that. Um, so th that's probably why you can remember Tink flying at different times and not specific to errors, like kind of is dictated here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it, with throwing in those, the, the the different shows on holidays and stuff like that it, it gives you you know a different different music different yeah. timing all that kind of stuff yeah and so fantasy in the sky i think i already said this but fantasy in the sky ran from 1991 to that 2003 and ran for about five to six minutes fantasy in the sky was replaced with what i know and was really what still touches it. I watched a version of it um, to as I was doing this research and it still brings a very dear spot to my heart and that's with Wishes. And Wishes was released in October 9th of 2003. So that's the one that um, I remember most because that's when we went with my kids and it they just, it resonates and still brings a really special spot of um, reminiscence for me. The show was hosted by Jiminy Cricket and Blue Fairy from Pinocchio. Guests would watch Tinkerbell fly over 650 fireworks take off and special wishing stars firework that would appear several times throughout the show. I remember thinking that that firework looked like a star on, and I always thought, was that designed or did that just happen or was that, <laughs> but obviously it was a design and um, happened several times. Several versions of the show were created over its almost 15 year run, including Happy Hollow Wishes, a grim grinning ghost spectacular in the sky, Holiday Wishes, Celebrate the Spirit of the Season, Disney Celebrate America, Magic, Music, and Mayhem, Summer Night-tastic, and Fantasy <laughs> in the Sky, New Year's Eve countdown, both hollow wishes and holiday wishes would take place during the holidays with special ticket events until 2018. So a lot of modifications, but these shows stick around for a long time, or at least they did. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I realized. I know Wishes was there for a long time, and I absolutely love it. 
but I don't think I realized it was 15 years. And then what you said, 15 yeah. years. Wow. But that's how good it was. Yeah, it was. Sure. It was. Like I said, I, I could. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> of the history. So wishes ran from 2003 until 2017 with the noted exceptions of hollow wishes and holiday wishes, both taking place in 2018. This show ran for about 12 minutes. So they, with the addition of wishes, they extend double the life of, of the, the run of the show, which had to be an expense. And again, guess who was, president of disney during that time <laughs> well it's it's uh eisner for sure yeah yeah um so wishes was replaced with happily ever after on may 12th of 2017 this added projections on the castle 50 synced searchlights lasers and continues to of course include fireworks and tink's flight the show's main theme song shares the same title happily ever after happily ever after covers seven segments through popular disney songs and corresponding scenes from the films projected on the castle the featured segments are wish adventure friendship love adversity heroes fight back and peace restored this show ran from 2017 until March of 2020 when Disney went black and the show did not return until July of 2021. Fireworks were blacked out for almost 16 months at Disney's parks. This show runs for about 19 minutes. Happily Ever After was replaced with Disney Enchanted Magic on October 1st of 2021 for the 50th anniversary celebration. And it runs 16, about 16 minutes, so a little shorter. Um, and I don't have a lot of information on Disney's Enchanted Magic. It's very, it's the sister to Happily Ever After. They've added a few more um, they've changed the projection, which if you, there's mixed reviews on this show and the, there's still uncertainty what will come after, what show will replace Disney's Enchanted Magic. Some believe that um, Happily Ever After may make its return after the celebration, but there's not, from my understanding, there's not a lot of um, 50th anniversary type references in Disney's Enchanted Magic. So it's interesting to me. Is that the one that that's uh, the magic is calling the most recent one? Yeah. Magic yeah, is calling. Yourself, magic is yeah. calling. What about, uh, have you been able to see the, is it Enchanted Magic that has the projections you said on the it castle? Is. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to see that either you, either of you guys, I haven't been there, but yeah, I actually, it was interesting. I was on a business trip. So I um, was able to get a ticket and 
enjoy the parks by myself. I thought I would enjoy that more than I did. Had I not visited with my family and all these emotions start running back. Yeah. Of man, I wish my girls were with me, man. Yeah. I wish my wife was with me. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that a lot more. That being said, I did get to see that and it started raining. So it was kind of weird to be watching, but um, it's very, very cool how they do the projections and um it adds i'll I'll, let me that you bring me to a great point i think wishes told a story and allowed you to use your imagination where they use lights to change the castle's colors and sync with um the music wishes just brought out really good opportunity to imagine and reminisce about your experiences with Disney. Especially as you started to hear the different characters. Like I know when it, when it turns dark at one point and you hear the villains start to sing and even the fireworks start to match what's going on, the, the mood changes, the, uh, the um, the lighting around you just adds to that feeling of uh, of something strange is going on here. Yeah, and happily ever after. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a superb show. I mean, they've added lights. They've they've added lasers. Um, it was it just though because of the projections, you end up watching what's going on yeah more than reflecting about your day and what this will mean in the future that's a very that good point sense to me yeah no that makes a lot of sense because and also you're focusing on looking for the different characters you're not looking at the fireworks even right because i know i've seen it a couple of times on video and i don't even think i've looked at the fireworks i'm always trying to figure out what is that who's that trying to run across the castle there right yeah who's yeah that there? how where were you situated to watch the show did you i always get in the middle of the of main street in main street it. yeah until it started raining then i ran under whatever awning i got under i don't remember so they still run this show during rain or do yeah they did yeah you know they did then i don't know i think fireworks continue to in rain or shine it's just once they start i guess yeah once they start yeah because they have canceled them i mean obviously if it's downpour and nobody's in the park it wouldn't make sense but have you guys waited a long time to see this i remember there was one trip i went with uh some friends and it was their first time really there and they wanted to see the fireworks so badly that we staked out maybe about an hour or so on main street just so that we could be there for the show and yeah i'd say we stake out on a regular basis an hour hour and a half before the show wow we don't Dewey, I, yeah no. do i know you said you had a <laughs> when you were a kid your, your mom used to pick a spot toward the back where you could see everything right Oh, absolutely. When we were kids, train, uh, on the train station, right? Yes. When we were, when I was, uh, you, before I had the benefit of having a, a family member that works there. So we go a lot, uh, you know, back when we were just, you know, poor regular Joes, like you two fellas, um, we, 
we would pick out a spot and we would we would stake out or whatever and and sit there for an hour or whatever um we don't do that anymore now um I we went and saw wishes we would see a lot because my family loved wishes. Uh it you said it started in 03. My son was born in 03. My yeah. daughter was born in 06. So um, you know, wishes was there through their childhoods. So we saw wishes a lot. Uh happily ever after. Uh I remember the first time we saw it, we you know, we, we found a spot. Uh, in the at that time in the new hub with all the grassy areas and all that stuff and we we probably camped out for a half hour 40 minutes or whatever and saw it but uh that's it we 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 don't anymore uh the kids are more into getting on another ride than they are seeing the same fireworks show again so um that's kind of why we we saw the last time we saw Happy Labor After it was from back there in Fantasyland because we were, uh, you know, just wandering around, just enjoying the night. And we we're like, oh, hey, the fireworks, let's just watch them. So, you know, it was just very, very nonchalant. So we haven't camped out and found a spot and, and waited for a fireworks show since the first time we saw Happy Labor After, which is probably 10 years ago or something. I don't know. Don't remember when, when did, when did you say Happy Labor After? um debuted uh 2017 okay so i'm not good at math wasn't 10 years ago but what is that that's like five years ago whatever math is hard so um you you guys ever had the experience of uh, i i'm i'm guessing maybe not but i remember i you know since my sister lived in um a different county in Florida. I used to drive home and sometimes I would leave before the fireworks only because I had to get there at a certain time. And when I was staying with her and I would see the fireworks from the highway, you know, there Mm -hmm. were several times that either I was going from a resort to another resort and it would be fun to drive and you'd look up and there's the fireworks. And, or there were other times that I would leave Orlando at night and I'd look down to see if I could spot the fireworks going on or, or, um, or uh, another favorite spot that I would catch the fireworks at would be from a resort, like from a resort pool or from a, I remember a, a, we stayed at Coronado Springs once and we could see them in the distance. For, I don't know if it was Epcot's or, uh, or, or the Magic Kingdoms, but you could, you could actually see these things going on in, 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 the, in the park around you. And that's a fun experience to me. Yeah. One or of my the, or favorite from the spots to watch is, um, Ohana's. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. point. They they pipe the music and they turn down the lights and you can see them. And you can, my understanding is we've never done this, but you can also go to the beach area of the Palm yeah. and they pipe the music out there too. You just reminded me when you said that one of my favorite spots, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. We we got it during the time that Disney was offering the free dining. I think oh. it's called Narcosis or something, but it was it's at the end of um of the Grand Floridian, oh. and that was my favorite spot to watch it because it was right off a little, right off the restaurant. Right, I think there was like a little, uh, almost I'd say a beach area, but I don't remember. It was not. It was very dark, but you could see everything from where we were. It was fantastic, and they piped the music in. And also another great spot was the um, Cinderella's Castle hmm. from the uh, from the dining room. Oh, really? Yeah. 
and then we would my father-in-law would always book the time that would when the when the fireworks would go off so we'd be there during dinner i'm and surprised you could see them from the, well, the what happens is the lights would go down and th through the windows you could see and feel the experience of it going on so so ron you seem kind of surprised by that because obviously the uh cinderella's royal table is at the back of the castle so you, mm -hmm. when you're on main street you think that the fireworks are directly above the castle right the, so, i know that they are made to look that way i i really didn't know where they were um shot from i know, I know. there's times that they come from the actual castle i thought but they're in wishes i know there was one point where it's like they go like they kind of make a that did come from above the cat, right on top of the castle. Uh, my father-in-law, his first job, he's a he's a mechanic. He's been auto mechanic and all that kind of stuff. So his first job when he started uh, at Disney World in the uh, early '90s was he was a bus mechanic. And the uh, I don't know if you guys know or not, but the the bus there's like a bus depot and it's back behind uh, behind the Magic Kingdom way behind the magic kingdom and so when he would work a later shift he would be back there you know turning wrenches on a bus and the fireworks are actually set off from back near wow. the the bus depot so uh and that that's the only reason i know that because he used to work back there so it's actually the fireworks are actually outside the the magic kingdom park they're not even set really? off within the the boundaries of the magic kingdom Obviously, for safety reasons as well. Absolutely, probably so. Yep. So I always thought that was pretty interesting because before, you know, before I met my wife and before I met my father-in-law and all that, I didn't, and that was before the internet, you know. Uh, so I didn't really know any of these kinds of things. So that was something that he taught or taught me or told me or whatever, uh, you know, back in the day, back in the late '90s, early 2000s he um we would we would talk about stuff like that so yeah they're they're not even set off within the boundaries of the park back there behind so like tony said safety first you know it's back there now sure. you you're right i have you ever been behind the castle this yeah. was back in the wishes days they actually uh were cinderella's what is it? not what is it prince charming's carousel or whatever they call that thing the carousel right there that it used to be roped off. You couldn't walk That's what from the carousel to the castle because yeah. of the ones that shot off right on top of the castle. Um, and if you did stand back there, you would sometimes debris, like pieces of cardboard from mm -hmm. the firework uh, canisters or whatever, would land in that roped off area. I've seen okay. that too. But uh, except for those... Um, you know, the few exceptions that are fired off directly above the castle for, I know it did for Wishes. I don't remember if it did for Happily Ever After, but except for that few exceptions, they're all shot off a pretty good distance behind the 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 fence line of the Magic Kingdom. Really interesting. And although so I was expecting, parts, I'll be honest, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, I was just going to say that so many theme parks do this kind of thing. I know Six Flags used to do fireworks as well. but And, you know, as I've mentioned before, I live close enough to see the Macy's fireworks sometimes on July 4th. I still feel the Disney fireworks out 
do any of those. It, it, it's a it's a mixture of the uh, emotion and the excitement of being someplace like that, but also the the show presentation is like no other. I mean, don't you even yeah. get the sparkles of hidden Mickey's up in the sky as well? Yeah. In mm-hmm. yeah. in the neat thing, I, I agree with you. I've seen. Kings Island near my hometown of Cincinnati, they did fireworks, but they never, to my recollection, never synced them to any music. It was just a fireworks display. Mm-hmm. And then WEBN, which is a huge um, radio station in Cincinnati, does um, fireworks on. Isn't it WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati? <laughs> Sorry, WKRC is the real call. Uh, Old guy joke. No, you're good. (laughs) um, It's very interesting. That was a fun show for my childhood. (laughs) Um, But um, WEBN did a huge display on Labor Day, and they would set them off from barges on the Ohio River, and you'd have Ohio side, Kentucky side, and you'd have crowds of just, I don't, I wouldn't even try to put a number on the how large the crowd is, but you'd have shouting wars across the river (laughs) between who's better Kentucky or Ohio. That's And it was a lot of fun, but it was a fireworks show and they did sync them to music, but it was, and so there was nostalgia that it would raise, but Disney just has a, a unique way of doing very cool shows that I think out, out, outweigh anybody's ability to do it and then well there's an emotion to it too i know it's yeah i I know it's the music that that creates that emotion but there is an immediate attachment to what's going on um as we were as you mentioned before where you said the uh that that the the villains come on and all this kind of thing It, it it's that weird feeling of familiarity familiarity with with what's going on around you and the the ability to use that imagination to create those scenes in your head i mean I, you, you'd sit there waiting and, and even though you probably had seen the show already waiting to see how this outcome was going to be is the is the evil maleficent going to take over the castle is she you know is, is mickey going to come save the day it was it, you're right that that middle show was the uh the best one well it was the best and i think out. the other really cool part is they have the unique ability of putting the crowd in a very specific spot so that you can hear the the music the narration it, it gets louder when it needs to it, it, you are able to hear even with WEBN, with everybody having radios on, they weren't always synced. So you yeah. hear, it, it just was, they have the sound system. They make sure right? that it's synced, synced and it's, to the and music. it's perfected. Yeah. So um, Disney does it right. Did yeah. you say before how they um, would get you to, to see it? And hear it at the same time how they they've set up the speaker system. I I do mention that at talk all. About that. Yeah, basically for me, um, 
Disney effectively has ruined every other firework show <laughs> ever. Like, I am, I am not. You know, not you, impressed. you go to no, you go to a yeah. Fourth of July show or whatever, and everybody's like, "Ooh, yes," ah, and and I'm like, "Boring." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. On Fourth of July, people say, "Don't you want to come see the fireworks?" I'm like, no, "I'm seeing nah, not really." Wait till I'm in Florida. You know, so if if I was to say anything negative about a Disney fireworks show is that it's ruined every other fireworks <laughs> show for me for the rest of my life because yeah. nothing can because you see it and you're like, no, nah, that was okay, <laughs> I guess, but Disney does it better. You know, it's just it's it's never as good and probably never will be. Right. I mean, it's just something that and and that's what led me to to pick this topic because it's truly something that we look forward to is Disney fireworks. And, and, and it's not, and I, and obviously a firework is a firework though. They do add some spectacular to it with the different directions and making stars and, and their timing is immaculate though. And now they've even added spotlights and, and, um, lasers i will say this for me they could take the projection away it's it's very unique and i I like it to me it's just too much going on Mm -hmm. and i and you could even do one with and one without maybe or bring wishes back for one show and then do a later show with with the projection. Well, I lost my train of thought before. It's almost what I was going to ask you is, do they still do the nights where they do the fireworks more than once? Because I, I th- there used to be a so time they, in the summertime. Oh, yeah. So some, I think it's in the summers and busy times that they do that. Um, I didn't read specifically what that schedule is. Here's what I thought, though. I thought Magic Kingdom had went from every night to not doing fireworks every night. Right. That's, That's what I thought. Not true. Really? They do fireworks every single night, according to my research. Hmm. So Tony, to ask, answer your question about that, they don't do a double fireworks show anymore. Uh, oh. What they've started doing since probably since I know happily ever after, but maybe maybe a little bit before that. And after the emergence of the the projection technology, they started doing two shows a night, but one would be a complete projection show. And mm-hmm. it would they would dim the lights on Main Street and they would uh, play play the music, but it would be all projections. It wasn't a fireworks show. And then later on, it would be Wishes, or later on, it would be Happily Ever After or whatever. But so they they have done two shows a night, but one is, and I there's a name for it. I can't remember what the name of the show is, but it's just a projection show. And then later on is the, so like 9 o'clock would be that projection show, and 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., whatever, would be Wishes or Happily Ever After. Um it's been a little while since they've done uh, uh, more than one fireworks. Now they back in the old um, Main Street Electrical Parade days, they would mm-hmm. do like a 
a nine o'clock yes. parade, a yeah. 10 o'clock firework, and then yeah. an 11 right. o'clock uh, parade again. That's what I was uh, thinking of. Yeah. So, but tip it, now they, but they, like I said, they did do two shows on the castle a night, but one was the projections. One was the, the firework spectacular, whichever one it was at that time. So that's good stuff, Ron. Do you have, or are you, uh, is that, are you done? Do you have a wrap up or? That's no, I don't have a wrap up per se. Other than that. Um, if, well, I'll save that. So I thoroughly enjoyed um, researching this, having the opportunity to watch. So this was an interesting fact for me. I honestly thought that when they started doing projections and adding lights and um, lasers that they were trying to save money on the number of fireworks. But as I watched each show back to back, as I was researching, I just don't, I didn't, that was not confirmed to me. Um, there's still quite a bit of fireworks in all of the shows. And I think they're just trying, they were really attempting to make it bigger and better. And, and I think the lights add a lot to it. And, um, and so that 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 surprised me that I figured came to that conclusion during this research. Um, it will always be and 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 be a highlight for me when I visit Disney to see their fireworks. So I hope you guys enjoyed this section this set, this segment. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a good discussion. I mean, goodness gracious, you can't. I don't know that anybody can think of Magic Kingdom and the castle without thinking about fireworks behind it you know i mean it's it's they just go hand in hand you know they're uh certainly and that goes back to the old walt disney television show where that was the uh, the main oh sure the main thing in the, in the titles absolutely you know yeah that, and i did read that that's why walt wanted fireworks in disneyland to mirror the opening of the tv show wonderful world of disney or uh, world of color depends on what era you were watching but they it had a few different names but yeah that's good stuff that was awesome ron thank you all right well let's switch on over to segment number two it's a little something we call what's happening now in walt disney world and uh so you guys know if they're talking about epcot i'm going to find out right i'm you know i'm the big epcot fan so this week, we got a lot of news, photos, and information coming out of my beloved Epcot Center. I still call it that. A couple big news items of the week is the opening of the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction, uh, you know, replacing what was Universe of Energy tier. Uh, Disney released plenty of photos of Disney Parks president uh, Josh Damaro riding the attraction with various VIPs over the last few days. Uh, reports are that the ride is pretty spectacular, supposed to be lots of good technology. And I think it's, I can't remember what they said. It's the largest indoor roller coaster in North America, I think is what the, what the thing is. I can't remember something, you know, fancy or spectacular like that. Um, but if everyone that's ridden it says it's pretty amazing, pretty spectacular, uh, have you guys been checking in on any of those stories about the 
about the the upcoming opening for for I guess you could say us regular Joes, but it's already writing. It's open to uh, cast members and to uh, VIPs and stuff like that. Have you guys checked any of that out? Watched it? Uh, the release photos or videos or anything like that. What what have you guys think so far? I've seen a, a few uh, photos and read a couple of stories. I was going to watch the clips because, you know, as I mentioned before, I don't really do roller coasters, but somebody's got the whole ride up and my wife and I were going to make time to watch it. We just haven't had a chance yet in the past couple of days. But Dewey, I have a, a very quick spoiler related thing regarding this, but I have to spoil it because I think you're the one who would appreciate it the most. Uh, apparently there's, I don't know where in this is, but it might be in the pre-show where they talk to Star-Lord. I don't know if you read this. But they're, they're, uh, they interview Star-Lord at some point or you see Star-Lord being spoken to. And he goes, I can't wait to get on Horizons. Oh, my gosh. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, but you know, I mean, Star-Lord, his, his music catalog is, you know, like basically 80s music and stuff. Yes, right. So it doesn't surprise me uh, that... I mean, look, Star Star Lord's got a good taste, right? So of course his favorite is Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's cool. That's really cool. What about you, Ron? Have you uh, been paying attention to the Cosmic Rewind? I, I just have not had a chance to stay on top of that. Recently, we've had some things going on that just have not allowed me to. Well, you were working on the uh, the script for this week's episode. No fun. You had work to do, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, you know, uh, you guys know me. You know I'm going to say refurbish, not replace. So, uh, first of all, a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, to me, belongs in the studios, not in Epcot. But, and also, I would have revamped a universe of energy attraction and not replaced it, but ignoring my, my broken heart with the death of Epcot and all of that, just focusing on guardians of the galaxy, cosmic rewind. Um, from what I understand, it's pretty amazing. It's got uh, audio animatronics and projections and roller coaster and, uh, the roller coaster does new things that roller coasters have never done before, and it's uh, it's, it's a family be... style roller coaster too because it's a big. It's one of the uh, the, the almost an omni mover looking vehicle. Yes, it's it's supposed to have some omni mover uh, characteristics. It's you know I guess the seating especially. Yeah, that's why it look yeah. it looks actually a little bit deceptive because when I, when I saw some of the test footage, I thought, hey, that doesn't look so bad because if you can see all those people, they don't even look like they're wearing harnesses or anything like that. So, yeah, I think what they did is they took the old uh, um, solar powered uh, ride vehicles from the universe of energy. And just dropped them on a roller coaster track, right? Isn't that what they did? No. That's what it looks like. I know, right? <laughs> no, those might be a little too big. But, you know, I'm going to, and we don't have a trip planned, at least right now. We're eventually going to go back, you know, I don't know when, maybe next summer. I don't know that we're going to go in 2022. But, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to riding the attraction. I'm, I'm trying to be less disgruntled about, you know, them taking away the Epcot of my childhood. 
I'm trying to remain positive and well, it and looks like that they referenced stuff. that in this, obviously, because they've met, they've said before that this that Star Lord was there as a kid um, mm-hmm. back in the 80s or whatever it was. So they'll probably reference that. Yeah, and and you know we've already talked about on a on a previous show how they've um, they've returned the original Epcot statue or you know in the fountain in front of spaceship earth it's that return to that acrylic uh three three um i don't know what it's called but three spires they've uh put up all those flagpoles with the original epcot uh pavilion logos and stuff so they're trying to they're i think what they're trying to do is bring in the new for the young kids uh, but still keep enough of the old so grumpy old guys like me aren't like, <laughs> you know, get off my lawn. They, you know, they're they're trying to span the the generations, I guess. So uh, I I will I'm I'm vowing to try and remain positive. Look, I can't change it. Universe of Energy is gone. Guardians of the Galaxy is here. I might as well enjoy the attraction. And just cry on the inside at you know universe of energy being gone. You no, know, they but, can't. They can't kill your memories, dude. No, uh, no, time is doing that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, thank goodness for pictures, so I can remember things. But you know, I mean, it is it is what it is. Things are changing, and um, uh. I must have missed the email from Disney where they asked my opinion. So they they went ahead and changed it. So look, Guardians of the Galaxy looks great. Um, it's I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic, amazing experience, and I'm going to try and remain positive about it. So um, everybody says it looks great and it's great and it's fun, and and, and so I'm looking. Yeah, I've to- been looking at it um, while you've been talking. It looks very interesting to say the least. Yeah, it, supposedly it's. You know what Disney does best, all the best new technologies all, you know, rolled into one exciting thing. So but that's not all for the Epcot news. This week, Disney also released new and updated photos of the reimagining of Epcot. These new photos reveal some of the items that have been either postponed or canceled altogether from the the renderings we saw gosh it's probably been three or four years ago now from the d23 where they first revealed the plans for the reimagining of epcot there's some changes to that now for example the large festival center has been completely removed they've i guess that that was from the coming out of the covid pandemic and the money that um obviously was lost during the closure and and you know all of that they've cut back on some of the reimagining of of epcot so the festival center is gone they did replace it with a a, a much much smaller what it's called a festival stage in uh, in this new artist rendering and uh, and also removed is any mention of an update to the long-awaited Spaceship Earth renovation. So, fellas, what do y'all think? Have y'all seen any of the updated photographs of the the artist renderings, I guess you could call them, of what's coming to Epcot? What do you think about what's been added or removed? What's your take? What have y'all What have y'all seen this week? 
I've seen a couple of the production paintings. It looks very colorful. And um, as you mentioned before about the, the, uh, the idea behind Epcot is to try to appease the new generation as well as the old. I think the idea of um, putting a stage there is kind of fun. Um, although, aren't there still stages in the other countries? That's kind of a weird place to put that near the, uh, looks like near the, the fountain. But, um, uh, and I understand that the, the, their plans for the Moana attraction also got downgraded or changed too, right? Well, you know, it, it's funny because just about a minute and a half ago, I, I said how I'm going to try to be more positive about changes coming <laughs> to Epcot. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to throw that out the window now. Um, yeah, it. so to me, first of all, the Moana attraction is just a walkthrough experience. So it's going to be some trees and a fountain. It's like, ooh, water's moving. <laughs> You sound um, like my wife. And, you know, I, I, I'm underwhelmed by the, um, I'm underwhelmed by that. The, look, I'm a, I don't know, may, I'm a, the way my brain works or whatever, I'm very, like, things have to be in their place. And I like symmetry. And the, that plaza, from it's in the middle of nowhere. Old, yeah, yeah. That plaza from old school Epcot, you know, you had Spaceship Earth in the center, and then around each side you had Communicore. Yeah. And it was those almost U-shaped buildings, sure. not quite a U, but it was symmetrical. And they, uh, you know, especially from a, an overhead view or something, it just looked perfect. It looked like everything was right where it needed to be and and now the um the one side they renovated one side so what used to be communicore is now where the character shop is and the uh con what is that connections i think is what it's called and so the new restaurants over there and the um the the replacement to ma uh mouse gear is over there and, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but the, if you look at it from overhead, you've got one side of Communicore is still there. It's still that U-shaped kind of looking building. And on the other side, it's just like, boom, trees. And it just, for the way my brain works, you know, looking for symmetry and balance, there's no balance. It's just you know, I don't know. It, 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 it was just a work of art the way it was. And, you know, now it's, uh, it doesn't. And what's with like all that. those trees anyway? Why do they need uh, all those trees in that corner there? That doesn't make any sense. Is well, that just to fill the space? <laughs> it, well, it's the, that's the Moana attraction. It's oh, a, oh, the okay. Moana is a walking, a walking tour. Basically it's a walking walkthrough attraction called, what is it? The, something about water moana blah 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 look at the dancing water i don't know uh -huh. um and so it's you're walking through um the, because the first thing i think about when i go to epcot is moana <laughs> well again guardians of the galaxy makes sense in a yeah. movie studio park 
Moana makes sense in a nature studio park. Or that, hey, no, yeah. Does it make been. sense? Yeah. Does Moana in nature make sense in Animal Kingdom? Right. Um, I would say yes. Um, so grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. I know I, you don't want to be grumpy. The one good part though of this new design is the return of the lighted pathways. I think that's kind of fun. I look. I can remember, you know, because those that the lighting in the ground right yeah. around Spaceship Earth that popped up in the probably in the nineties. I was in yeah. my teens or whatever, and I always said, when I grow up, I'm going to have a house and it's going to have lights in the ground. You know, that, that was that was just so super cool. So I am excited that they have um, in these artist renderings or whatever. Um, uh, it shows light coming from the ground. And I, I believe I saw an article that says confirmed, yes, you know, yes. light up floor is coming back yes. or whatever. So uh -huh. um, that's a little exciting. Um, I, know, think, I think um, the idea with the stage too, the way it looks in this rendering is they're trying to make it seem like, you know, a lot of, of today's generation likes to go to these, these big concerts um, and that's what they're making it look like. It looks like a concert stage where people just gravitate to and have their their food. And they're, obviously, they're pushing the food and wine thing here, the beer garden and all that. They're, they're literally trying to attract that kind of, of concert going 20-something-year-old, probably. Oh, it was the Journey of Water. That was what her ride is called. Journey do we get to water. see it? Do we get to see it go through the uh, plumbing system and out through the? <laughs> Look, here's. This is what I'm imagining. Um. So over by Journey into Imagination, you know, you've got the leaping water, the the little fountains there. To me, that's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining, hey, you know Just how bigger we versions. Right. It was like, hey, you know, we had how we had leaping water uh, back in the 80s around Journey into Imagination. Well, now we're just going to bring that over here and put it between some trees and call it Moana. That's, you know, that that's just kind of what I'm seeing. So um, I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that they wow and amaze me once it's finally. Um, finally released and finally opens or, or whatever, you know, we'll see. Um, I remain to be, I remain skeptical until forced to uh, reconsider my opinion. What about you, Ron? I didn't hear you say anything. What do you think about the new renderings? Yeah, I've looked at them. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I've, I kind of like the, to be honest, it, the the water element of Moana looks kind of cool to me. Um, I get what you're saying that it kind of doesn't fit the theme of Epcot, but to our dismay, I think they're reimagining the whole concept of Epcot. Oh, and, they certainly are. Yeah. With the and, new neighborhoods now, it's not future world anymore. It's... um the three neighborhoods you've got uh world of course we've got world showcase that's staying the same but to go along with that you got world showcase then there's world discovery there's world nature and what's yeah the and i guess 
So I kind of, so I probably differ from you and Tony a bit in that Epcot left me underwhelmed from the beginning when I went. There's a lot, you know, you had those two really large buildings that you could go in and, and underwhelms, not the right word, overwhelmed maybe be the better word because you have these two areas that you can go in and explore, but you could literally spend innovations. I think that, is that what it was at the front? It was Communicore first. Okay. In the eighties and in the nineties, when they re did some revamping of, of Epcot, uh, they Communicore changed to interventions. Right. So, and you've got, you could spend two days in those buildings. Absolutely. And, and then you've got the world showcase where you could easily spend a day, really even two days going through the different countries. And then you've got the whole other back end of it with the larger rides and um, the pavilions. And it, for me, it just didn't give me a really good direction of where to go. So I always found myself not doing, not doing versus doing. I know that sounds really odd to hear that there's so much to do that you would end up doing nothing. And it's not that we would end up doing nothing, but it would end up being, oh, we're going to run in here and we're going to try to capture a little bit of this and we'd run and try to capture a little bit of this. And, and what I see from this is that it's it's trying for me, it's going to give me some direction within that park. If that makes any sense. Uh, so are I, yeah, it, it does make sense. And I think what you're saying is you probably, didn't spend much time in interventions and you didn't spend much time going walking through the the shops and things like that in world showcase because you were going to test track and you were going to soar and and those kinds of right. things yeah i mean you, yeah. you there's just so much and you're trying to get the most for your bang so you're trying to figure out what do i really need to see in innovations um that's where though some of these little unique things epcot is where you find all those little hidden gems within disney where you if you're walking through the world showcase you can find the the candy maker that will give you free candy oh uh, yeah and, the, and the she'll be, and it'll be really cool candy that you almost want to try to put in a bag and take home i don't recommend that because it's just going to bust anyway and you're not going <laughs> to have it um and then innovations is where we end up getting that free we watched them mold they it was about recycling and remold and they we got a free re, re, robot to assemble um yes. and and it about the same quality that if you're gonna go over to disney now disney springs and build i mean not the same quality but similar concept that you can 
um, build a lightsaber or you could put Mr. Potato Head and fit as much as you can in that jar. Um, <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so you, but here you just got to pick parts and you didn't get near as much stuff, but it was a freebie that if you didn't have the money to take your kid to Disney, downtown Disney to do that, they could walk away with something that didn't cost any additional money. So it just always made me feel like, what am I missing? And, and what didn't I see that I needed to see? And, and you just have so much choices and it just didn't, I didn't know how to approach Epcot. And this is making it feel like at least I'll have an approach. I don't know if I'm making sense or not. No, you make sense. Uh, you make complete sense. I'll say, uh, I wish... Again, I'm not a guy that can go whenever I want. Well, it's funny you say that, Ron, because uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I wish that... Because, you know, I didn't have that opportunity. Uh, really, realistically, I didn't. I haven't had that opportunity to go right. as much as I want yeah. uh, until really until I retired from the air force. So 2013, now I've been married to my wife since 2000. So we've had the ability to, to go and visit my father-in-law since 2000, but I was in the military and, you know, they, they kind of make you do stuff and they don't let you just travel whenever you want. So, um, all, what I, think back is I wish I had the opportunity that I have now to go a lot when Communicore and Interventions was open and in its heyday because you know when the when Communicore and Interventions was open I didn't spend any time in there because it all it was always got to get to horizons, got to get to whatever. And then, you know, in, in later on, it was, I got to get to test track and I got to get to, you know, Maelstrom or whatever. So I didn't spend nearly the time in interventions or in Communicore that I wish I could have. So, you know, I, even I, who've been a, a million times to Disney world missed out on some of that stuff and it's gone forever now. And, uh, you know, it's, it'll be in my memories and I'll love it forever. Uh, you know, old school Epcot center, but it's, I, I do, I, I wish I had spent more time in those things. So, um, you know, look, Ep I'm going to love Epcot regardless, even if it's, you know, Moana's journey of water or whatever, I'm sure it's going to be great, but I, I, I really miss, you know, what Epcot center was. So um, there you go. That's it. I, I just wanted to talk about because uh, those that's some big news coming out of Epcot. You know, they've been building uh, Cosmic Rewind. That thing's been under construction seems like five years. I, I can't. I, I think they I think they closed Universe of Energy in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a long time coming. So it's big news that this thing is out and finally opening. And they opened it a little sooner than expected, right? Didn't they? want to well, open it in, in july or something that's been a moving target oh. i think it was supposed to open a year or so ago but because of the pandemic work yeah. you know work really kind of paused for for a while and um 
and you know after the pandemic you know things were reopening again and everything that uh that work began again so it's been a kind of a moving target and i i think it is opening uh sooner than expected after the after the work you know began again so lots of interesting stuff happening there in in epcot center i can't wait to get back and check it out all right all right guys so now it's time to switch on over to the third and last segment of our show this is a little something we like to call what's your favorite so each week one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two guys those two hosts don't know the questions ahead of time and they must answer the question on the spot so lots of pressure lots of pressure ron's going to bring it to us today he's going to give us this week's what's your favorite question so Ron, yes. what you got for us well first i just want to say this is my favorite segment it's just fun and uh, i think it's um fun to hear our responses but i really it would reach out like to hear the answers to these questions from some of the listeners so we'd really like to hear your responses and if you have a question that you think would make a good what's your favorite i think we'd be open to that as well i think Absolutely. we'd love to have a a fan um favorite Absolutely. Uh, we there, we have a, a couple of uh, pretty religious listeners that regularly reply on um, on I think it's usually Facebook, but they they're pretty good about answering the questions and stuff. So and that's fun. We would like yeah. uh, anybody that's listening. If you haven't already find us on some of our social media and uh, answer answer the question each week. What's your favorite? So uh, that's that would be fun for us. So we traditionally don't align the the week's topic with what's your favorite um sometimes we do and this is one of those sometimes i i have the question of the of the week and the question is what's your favorite nighttime spectacular so it's, it and it can be um present or past and um it doesn't have to be just Disney World, you can go to any of the four parks to to pick your spectacular. I have a feeling I know what Dewey's going to pick, but we'll see. Probably. You want to go first, Tony? Or do you need uh, a moment? to? I need a moment to just to remember all those. Okay. Uh, mine, now, right, Ron's probably right. You probably do know what it's going to be, but um, it actually is a little tougher than you think. Um, it could very easily be Wishes. Could very easily be Wishes. Wishes uh, debuted in 2003. Uh, my son debuted in 2003. He was born in 2003. So, and my daughter was born in 2006. So I think I mentioned this earlier in the show, but our, their entire childhood was spent with Wishes, you know? So, uh, while Wishes was there and they were young, we saw Wishes at least once every trip, sometimes maybe twice. But ma Wishes is just magical. I love Jiminy Cricket. You know, it's it was perfect. It was perfect. But um, it is a very close second to, uh, for me, Reflections of Earth, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. That thing 
I know for a fact I've seen reflections of Earth 75 or 100 times. Uh, I know I have. And it never fails to uh, put a crack in my cold, dead black heart and get me a little teary eyed. You know, uh, that that show just hits on every level. It's uh, the music is amazing. Uh, visually, it's stunning. You know, the you know, and that was probably the first show I remember that was, you know, because it came out in the end of 1999. So it was the first one that I really remember that was so technically advanced that everything was choreographed, you know, when it was like that and there was all the fireworks were just, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And I, like I said, I saw it a hundred times and I was never bored. I was never like, I wish they changed this. And in fact, I was the exact opposite. Um, it's been gone for what, three years now. And I'm still a little disgruntled about it. They could have left Reflections of Earth at Epcot for the rest of my life, and I probably would not have been mad about that. Just, it was on every level perfect. It, the message, absolutely amazing. The 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 visually, the you know the the flashing of the lights on all of the pavilions, super cool. The lasers, super cool. The fireworks, super cool. The music, unbelievable. I mean, it's just reflections of Earth. There, I don't care what they do, what they what they try. Reflections of Earth will never be topped. It was perfect on every single level. So for me, Ron, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. That was that's mine. Started at the uh, Millennium Celebration, and I mean, it lasted almost twenty years, man. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Will never be topped. No surprise to me, but I, I thought the magic or the animal kingdom show that was on around the lake may have come in the close second. <laughs> yeah, uh, those of you that are actually none of you know, we talked about Rivers of Light before we recorded this episode, and we were all like, "Meh, it's okay," <laughs> you know. And that was the the most glowing response. Some yeah, that us, was the good response. Yeah, some of us said. And probably not even okay. It was pretty lame. So yeah, we weren't going with rivers. No offense, Animal Kingdom, but we weren't going with Rivers Elliot on that question, Ron. Uh, Tony, how about you? This one's difficult for me because uh, there are so many fascinating things to see there at night. Uh, were you counting something like Fantasmic? Yeah, because that's the studios. Really, that's really all they have, right? Yeah, I'm not wrong about that. They uh, now the studios do have. Um, they had a, what sorcery in the sky that right. was way oh. way back. Um, and at the very end, they had that great big Mickey Mouse, uh, almost like a like a Macy's Day Parade balloon. It would oh, oh on yeah, the right. Chinese theater. It would really fast. We just blow up real fast there's this big like stay puff marshmallow man size mickey mouse oh wow. uh, and fireworks would shoot out of his finger i mean it was super cool um and then they actually do uh they have a star wars show right uh star wars fireworks show that they do on the chinese theater with fireworks and stuff hey guys so, just yes. making a point that i'm not the expert on this show 
doing Tony are the experts. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I wouldn't say expert. I know uh, enough to keep me out of trouble. Certainly not an expert, but yeah, I just know enough of what I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I have a donut, I don't like it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there have been a bunch of shows actually on the Chinese theater. Kind of, you get the, the same kind of feel that you get on Cinderella's castle over at magic kingdom. You, you know, it's oh, all behind that's, the, that's cool. Yeah, so there have been a few shows. The Star Wars one is really, really good. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're really geeking out on that thing. I, I never got to see that, obviously, because I, I wasn't at the park once they started to do that. But mm -hmm. my memories of, of the of the, my favorite um, uh, nighttime spectacular, do you? I think you hit on some memories there when you spoke about um, the. Uh, is it? I blanked out the name. Illuminations. Illumination. Well, see, there's right. been several iterations of Illuminations. Right. right. So I, I was specific when I said Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. That's the one that came out. For Reflections of Earth, right. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a fun one because um, we were talking before this. I used to stay at the resorts. I used to try different ones. And, I, and there was one trip that I went um, where I got to just walk to Epcot. And I specifically went and timed myself so I could be there and walk from one end to the other while Illuminations was going on. So I, I would have to say that's probably my favorite one at Epcot. But um, my favorite memory of, of these things goes back to um, the the show that was there before Wishes, I believe. It was uh, Fantasy in the Sky or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it start, There was one that, that was in Disneyland and in Disney World. Uh, it had an intro with... with um, with Walt saying something at the beginning. And then I think Julie Andrews or something toward the end, whatever that was, I think it was, I don't think that was wishes. I think it was fantasy in the sky. And I, I mentioned before I celebrated my 40th birthday at Disney world. And that was the, um, the last thing I saw right before midnight at Disney, I'm sorry, Disneyland um, right before midnight. So that was my favorite nighttime show whatever that was i think it was fantasy in the sky is what it was called imagine fantasy in the sky that's good so for me um it's really this is not going to be a surprise to anybody um magic kingdom is disney to me it just is and the fireworks are an incredible part. I think that like Dewey, my girls were born in 1998, but we had not been to Disney until 2003. Madison was born in 2002. So wishes is just takes me right back to taking them to Bippity Boppity Boutique, having pictures of them walking up to the castle, ending our day with them dressed as princesses and just being in awe of of the day at disney and so wishes was i agree 100 with dewey that it was the perfect show i i i don't dislike the show and the projections i just it doesn't do for me what wishes did and i really miss that um that era of the fireworks. So um, I'm thankful that you can watch it out there on the 
on the web in HD and it's as close as I'm going to get now to seeing it in person. And, and it's a pretty good quality. I mean, it's HD 4k. So. Yeah. I'll tell you. This is my favorite. Wishes. What wishes has, and I know what you're saying, like happily ever after. And I know there's a giant group of people that love happily ever after. And now what is it? it's enchantment or something yeah, like that. It is the new one. I haven't seen that one yet. Happily ever after visually like looking at it was really good and it was fun you know you oh, had like absolutely. uh lightning mcqueen driving around on the front of the castle and stuff like it was really well done yeah but happily ever after didn't get you like right in the heart like it yeah. didn't make you feel anything you were just like yay fireworks with a disney movie and it was fun but it didn't make you feel anything yeah. wishes really did like wishes got you i mean like you felt like you were a child of the world you know what i mean and it, you, your imagination and all that wishes really invoked that i think part of the reason for that is the fact that they had all of the characters in it and uh, you know this representation from jiminy cricket all the way to uh, hercules for that matter in that and, yeah. and, and then that big part with the uh with the genie in it yeah yeah, it and, really, I think I mean, and it was all in your imagination, as you were saying before, Ron. It was all in your imagination. You didn't see it, but you heard it and you could feel it. And it had to it take you back to specific moments, not yeah. even necessarily in the movie, as much as it took you back to specific moments that you and your life had interacted with Disney. And so it was much more oh, yeah. personal in my opinion, don't get me wrong. They did an incredible job with happily ever after they've added elements that make it much more visual. Um, but it doesn't, I, I'm a person that likes to be kind of my heartstrings to be pulled. And when it, especially when it comes to Disney and, and happily ever after again is a great production. It just, doesn't outshine wishes for me well the thing with wishes also i mean when you wish upon a star is is uh the classic song that you think about with regard to right. walt disney and walt disney world and having jiminy cricket being the host of it and and leading you through and and i think it says something like be careful what you wish for or something at the end yeah. which is uh that was a, a great lesson it was it was a that you're right you guys are right about that because it, it gives you that magical feeling of, of what could happen that was disney magic at its at its height at that period and i think that's really the period when we all started to to start planning more and more trips yeah. at that time yeah i mean if you remember that's when we became friends yeah um, right you know yeah. and and disney was really doing it right and not you know so because it hearkened to the to the these are the great movies of theirs. It hearkened all of to all of them. I mean, I'm not so sure about Hercules, but at least everything else in there was was that was, was represented was fantastic. Sure. And and the music from Hercules. The music, yeah. The music is the best part. Really yeah. be winning. So sure. and there's oh, so much of the music from Hercules and Wishes. Like it yes. the, it's so prominent in Wishes. And Hercules isn't even one of my favorite right. Disney movies. It's good. No, the, right. But, but Go the Distance is a great song. Yeah, but the music in, in Wishes, you're like, man, yeah, this is good, you know? Yeah, Friend Like a Me. a lot of it's and... from Hercules. But you know who gets left out of Wishes is Tarzan. You don't hear any of the music from Tarzan. He was probably after that. 
maybe. Oh, was he after? Really? It was 1999, oh. I think. Yeah, but Wishes came out in 2003. Oh, so you're right. You're be. right. You're right. But Tarzan kind of got the cold shoulder a little bit. Well, they did have the production, which I loved, and then they took that away. Oh, but, over at um, Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't mean to start a whole other topic. I may have to bring that one up someday. <laughs> no, you're right. And maybe they didn't uh, put it in the in the light, the fireworks show, because they had a stage show of it or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just completely just, you know, making guesses here. But uh, maybe that was part of it. I don't know. It did feel more balanced then, though, because you're right, Dewey. It just felt like you got a full Disney experience um the classic disney experience classic disney experiences i mean it's and, uh, pinocchio cinderella snow white ariel peter yeah. pan aladdin those are all the and they greats. just seem to be leaving that which is yeah to me i get i'm older so right those are some of the things that Moana and what's your me what's your name but i if i i just hope they don't leave it completely yeah well, let, let's uh, y'all be careful. You're going to get me going off on a, on a uh, grumpy old man. I miss old Disney tirade. Well, I mean, but, sometimes it's appropriate, but <laughs> realistically what Disney has become now is uh, it, it's less about invoking feelings and it's more about plugging their IP yeah. and you know, the best the best stuff that Disney does uh, as far as in their parks is the stuff that is created for the parks. I mean, think about it, you know, you've got Pirates of the Caribbean and Expedition Everest and those kinds of things that aren't about a, a Disney movie. You know what I mean? They were created for the parks. And then even though Disney went and made, pirates movies later it started in the park you know what i mean same thing goes for the for the the nighttime spectaculars they were created for the parks you know reflections of earth that is not about a disney movie and now what they've done with harmonious is they've just taken what was special and amazing about reflections of earth and that that message of you know, bring the world together and, you know, kumbaya kind of thing. And now it's just like, here's our Disney characters with some fireworks. Yeah. And that's, that's all it is. It's like, how much IP can we shove in your face? You know, and it might be visually stunning. It might be super cool fireworks and all that, but it's not the same feeling. You don't get that connection and that's, you know, it, it, well, because Epcot was set up to be about Earth and about life on Earth and about the future, um, and now it's it's not it's turning towards being what you just said. It, it is. It's how can we make the get the most uh, advertisement dollars for our you know our IP, and let's make every ride about the IP. Let's make the fireworks shows about the IP, and you know and it's you know they're really missing a lot it's it's just not the same and i hope that eventually we'll get away from 
the current leadership that that's all they're worried about is um you know banking on their ip and they will they'll get back to some of that uh let's make people feel something again that's what i miss yep agreed so good question ron good question it was hey I, this was a fun show i enjoyed the running back through some uh, memories of some of the older fireworks shows and stuff. Cause um, we promised you a fun show. We gave you a fun show. <laughs> and, <we're>, <laughs> and we've come full circle on the, <laughs> on the impressions. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I do want to, um, I'd like to make a real play, real quick plug. Um, we're not in at all affiliated with any of these, uh, any of the channels on YouTube or anything, but, the one that I watch the most, there's a guy, and I guess his name is Cliff because his the, his YouTube channel is called Cliff Flix, C-L-I-F-F-L-I-X. And that guy, um, over the last 10 years, has taken ultra high dev 4K videos of uh, wishes and happily ever after and reflections of Earth and, you know, synced it with the music and it's the the best videos I've found on YouTube of all of these nighttime spectaculars. So if you guys are listening to this show and want to go check out some of the shows that we've talked about at the fireworks at the parks, I would definitely recommend going and checking out Cliff Lux because that guy has amazing quality, really, really good stuff. All right. So that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections podcast. Please find and follow us on all of our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast, and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Overcast. If you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple and Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience, and it helps us grow. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts, or you can email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, requests for trip tips, ideas for future podcast topics, or anything else you can think of. Just reach out to us because we would love to hear from you. And please keep coming back and listening to the show. We truly appreciate you. Thank you for reflecting on Walt Disney World memories with us on the WDW Reflections Podcast. See you real soon.